What is going on? Welcome to the Home and Body Improvement Show. Ross will be joining me here shortly, and this could conceivably be our, our worst podcast ever. I wish I were joking. If you haven't yet, go to coachpots.com, sign up for the newsletter. Today we're supposed to be talking about storage and crawl space and arms and stuff, but uh, you'll see. You know what? They're not all home runs. In fact, I'm not even sure if this one would be considered a base hit. So enjoy yourself, and uh, we'll see you next week after you listen to this one, if you ever come back. Home and Body Improvement Show. Have you been getting high again? Have you oh, been huffing no, fumes? Gosh, I've been doing too much of that yoga. Oh, yoga. Man. I've been doing the breath of fire, my Ujjayi breath. Yes. Yeah. I'm doing the, the Wind Hof breath. Why don't you dial in your inner comedian and try being funny this time? And you too, Andy. How about you turn on that microphone and actually project instead of just mumble to yourself with your thoughts? Oh, oh point Ross. on the board. Ladies Brutal. and gentlemen, it's Ross Chairs. And I'm the host of the show tonight as Andy Potts tries to get his computer together. So the topic of today, Andy, what's on the notes? What do you got? Dude, what do I, you see? I forgot. Wait, I have, uh, I'm talking about arms today, and you're talking about something. Okay, good. I know we left off on basements. What's in landscaping? That. Or no, no, storage. 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 Yes, storage. Crawl space, right? I say space. You said crawl space, but like I, I don't know if like man, I, I live in an apartment. I don't have a crawl space. I know, you know. Do I don't even know if most. I mean, if you don't have a basement, do you have a crawl space? Probably not, right? You might have an attic, you but you have an attic. Yeah. Like, if you live in California, they can have rats living in your attic. Mm. Yes, that is true. Mm. That was my brother's problem. I just thought of it. Lots Sorry. of rats. What'd you do to get rid of the rats? Uh, manual ma- mice traps, Ugh. rat traps, the bigger, fatter ones. It's and the then once worst. you get it, you, yeah, you pretty much you have to make sure that those rats are <laughs> they climb on the darn trees. Well, everything, you know? right? Like it's usually a structural thing. Like you gotta find out where the hole is and put cement in it because there's no other way, right? Because I mean, I found it. Th- I've, I've heard they can get, get their- some of that like mesh that steel netting. It's not like chick- you can do chicken wire and put a few layers or. Go to that other netting that's a little bit finer. Or thicker. Or you get a cat. Or you get a cat. Or you get a cat. Dude, uh, I cannot believe I saw a possum like climbing up to the palm tree. Literally. I was like, oh, possums live in palm trees. Interesting. Raccoons live in palm trees. Rats live in palm trees. They pretty much live in whatever they want, man. They they rule this world. I um yeah. do you have anything about storage cuz I could talk quick, quickly about arms you could talk about storage do we could wrap this up so I can go watch Netflix Oh nice you know I think the most important thing is uh if you're going to do some storage the best place is actually first figure out the things that you have the containers and size that you have 
And there's like the container store. That's kind of the most high end place. I was going to say that, man. That like literally can get lost in that place because as soon as right. you walk in, you're like, ooh, I can use that for my kitchen or ooh, I can use that for my underneath the counter stuff. And it literally is like, you know, you may have X amount of square footage in your place, but like it almost seems like it multiplies once you start going vertical and start getting creative. I love the container store, man. It's right up there with like a Home Depot, um, Ikea. Uh, of course, Apt is my favorite place in the entire world. But it's one of those places where you just get ideas and you can you can pay their premium prices or you could also find alternatives. You know, like a lot of that stuff they sell like used on Craigslist and stuff because people will buy those storage items and just never use them. So if you're looking to save a buck and get thrifty, I go there for ideas and see if I can apply them a different way. Or, you know, I'll spend a buck or two, man, because it's worth it. Yeah. No, definitely. No, I agree. I think that's the right thing to do. It's get your ideas and then work on your budget. You know, if you have the money, go to it. Go to professionals. If you don't have the money, then... Get creative, baby. Get creative. Plan it out. What is the most creative thing that you've seen in terms of storage? What I've seen, which I really liked, were these glass jars that had magnets on the bottom and then you had a magnet strip on, you could put the magnet strip on the wall and then you can essentially hang your spices. It was like a spice rack, but it was you could put it on the wall, which I thought was just a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If you, it's, first you have to accept, do you like the jar? Do you like the spices? Do you like the, the lid? And if you're okay with that, then go forward. Well, yeah, that was, that was my example. What's your example of something creative in terms of storage? Um, you know, I think for me, I always enjoy closet spaces, you know, and I always like listening to client and seeing what's their most important valued clothing, you know, and what I was always enjoyed was pretty much having, you know, college shirts on the bottom, you know, pants on the top or, you know, vice versa, shirts on the top, pants on the bottom and, uh, or dresses and kind of, it was always depends on the height of the, the client, but I always enjoyed kind of helping customize their closet space for them because okay ross well you're not answering a question but so what i have and i think what i think you might be talking to is is i've seen those um uh man it's like it's like five hangers in a row and then you drop the one on either left or right and then they just hang vertical i've seen those that's a creative way to take a lot of clothes and put them so they only take essentially up one hangers width and then the other one i've seen is where they hang from you know where the hangers go but it goes down like let's say three feet and then there's like a crossbar so you can fold your pants in half put them underneath you can put your shirts on top and it's not taking up twice the space is that what you're talking about i've seen that i've seen that happen before um i don't have that much time and i'm not that too tedious like that i'm pretty basic pants on a hook Hmm. not just me how many pair of pants would you say you own I still, you know, years ago I had dressed more dress pants when I was probably in high school and college. And then now as an adult, uh, I got the, the standard, you know, two suit pants and two different suit jackets. Are we, we're, okay, so we're counting suits. All right. I got I got two suits. Go ahead. And col- I, you know, a few college shirts. You know. Know. How many pants do you have? I mean, I just have like, you know, a pair of just black, tight, fitted suit pants. And I just hate baggy suit pants, and then the other ones are just. uh, I'm I'm talking about jeans too. You gotta have jeans, right? I have some jeans. Yeah, but those are in the drawer. I never hang my jeans. Never hang your jeans. Is there a reason for that? I don't know. I just I don't. I really don't hang them on the closet door. You know. And I had a buddy who put that his pants on the closet door. I was never a person who was like, I don't know. 
I just was kind of like fold them in a drawer or had them folded huh. on the dresser. I've been talking to you for how long and I never knew this about you. You do not hang your jeans up. That's so interesting. Yeah, no, never hang them. All right, so you have a black pants, some jeans. Is this like, a, it's like I'm, t- I'm looking for a round number here. Is this like a bad question? How many pair of pants do you own? Uh, I think I have three pairs of uh, jeans. I got two pairs of black, one pair of blue. And um, pretty much that, I wrote. I kind of rotate those. And then what about and the the suit pants? That did you already count that? I got, I got, and then the two different pairs of suit pants. Okay, so well, I got a total eight? of five pants. Five. Well, maybe my numbers are off, but I, I counted eight. Or did you include that with it? It doesn't matter. I would say it I have the ten, I have like like four or five pair of jeans, and some of them I got from like. I don't know if they were hand-me-downs or second store or second-hand store, but I've had them for years and I don't really wear them, so they were not very expensive. And I sometimes I don't fit into them, so I hang on to them and I call those the glory days. I'm back to my glory weight, so I feel very comfortable about that. So my options have opened. I would say I own somewhere between like 13 to 15 pair of pants, but like that includes suits, khakis, pants I haven't worn in years. I'm really bad about getting rid of clothes. I probably should get rid of some of these clothes, man. They're just get hanging. rid of them. You don't need them. They're just hanging around. <laughs> get it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So storage, closets, shirts over pants. You got any other? What about under the bed, man? I find that's a very underutilized space. And there's these containers that have wheels on them. All I could do is, you know, wheel them out, put your stuff in there, and wheel it back in. You a fan? Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't utilize anything underneath my uh, my bed. Uh, I should. Uh, I never had a container, which I should. I just always kind of, for me, bending over and reaching for stuff. In my personal opinion, I feel like it's more work for me to get something underneath my bed than I want to get. Those like, are more well for me. That's long term storage stuff. Or you might put like your winter clothes in that area. Never. You know, I mean winter clothes. I, you know, uh, you wear those all year, don't you? has to be like in the hall closet something <laughs> this has got to be the dumbest podcast in the history of the world man <laughs> i know like great ross's ross's life great i don't care i got someone trying to assemble you know a closet right here He's like whoa, whoa how high dude your topic was storage inches, six inches up that's counter to tight good i i, I right thought there. you would come with some like examples of storage stuff i feel like i'm pulling teeth What's I'm going just on? Saying, if you have any questions, go to the container store. Go to IKEA. Get some ideas. Take some photos. Draw some pictures. Take a photo of your place, and then kind of have a compromise right then and there. Don't just go there willy nilly. Be prepared. Be executed. I've All done right? this, and I'm sure you can agree. Especially IKEA. Buy more than you think you need, because at some point you're going to have to travel back again. So at least have more than you need, and then always eat it on your return day. It's kind okay. of and except there will be a return day. It's the opposite of this whole right opposite of this whole minimalism movement that we've been. Uh, I think is like the new the new rage. The one thing I like about IKEA is they do have those essentially rooms staged. And I don't know, is it the Swedish? I don't know what they've got against my like you know buying bigger apartments, but like everything they have is like suited for like a micro apartment, and you really do get a, get good ideas because they jam pack like you know they like 150 foot you know square feet place and they like jam pack it and you're like wow i mean these are just great ideas so 
yeah, take the time to put some shelves up, do whatever, man. This is just fuck it. This is a dumb ass podcast. It's on its way to being our worst one. You know what? Wait, it's seven thirty, man. Let's, let me let me just guide this ship. What? The most important thing was we're going to talk about crawl spaces. Okay, well, let's talk about crawl off. spaces. Go. Crawl spaces. Here's the most important thing as a homeowner, and you have a crawl space. If you have a basement, there's just plain old cement basement. Please do some investigation and buy some pink foam board or some padded insulation for your walls. And that has a plastic fiberglass inside and then nice plastic sheeting on the outside. I feel like there's that's your job, value. though. Like, no homeowner is going to run to the store and buy pink padding, I'm right? I'm just trying Isn't to it? plant some seeds in your head. Isn't okay? that like what you do, though? Like, that's why the people hire you? I know. So I not- remodeled a few basements with my dad's company. And I realized... A cement wall is like an op- like a window. All right, it's like a glass window. Yes, cold air still can come in. And so for that cement wall, if you put a little padded barrier, like that pink foam board that has an R value that can go, I believe that it can go up to thirty. If you put that on your wall or a fifteen, that's going to help the cold air coming into your basement. That is a very good thing. Just invest in just pink board. You can get the the liquid nail that to the type of foam board glue put on your walls and then attach that and then you work your way on you can do your studying and then you can do the padding for the walls that foam board's going to save you if you have guests staying in the basement they're going to hate it how the basement feels cold why well i stayed at my buddies it's a great house but also this basement's cold and i suggested get some foam board is he didn't he didn't he did not mind that suggestion but it's later on projects. Loved it. So let's talk about arms. So there's two. Like, like what? Like forearms? Well, you know, that is one neglected portion of chicken the arm. Chicken arms? That, well, those are the ones you have. I wish I wish chickens could fly because I would encourage you to fly away at this point so I could do this shit dinosaurs by myself. Dinosaurs didn't fly. Chickens were dinosaurs. What about uh, pterodactyls? Suck it. All right. They but, were... Uh, they're actually con- they were they turned into contractors. Let's talk about arms. So, well, anytime we're doing a arm exercise, you can hit the forearms, but private that is primarily wrist flexion and extension. But if we're talking about biceps and triceps, which is what most people think about when they think of the arms, all we're talking about is elbow flexion and extension. If you're flexing the elbow, you're working the bicep. If you're extending the elbow, you're working the tricep. If you're hitting the tricep, obviously there's three heads. I'm not going to name them because I don't really know them. But I do know that all three of them, you know, depend on the exercise that you're doing, the grip you have on the barbell, dumbbell, whatever, uh, whatever piece of equipment you might be using. You know, with three main movements, if we're going to do uh, tricep stuff, there's a tricep extension from behind the head. You know, that's when you grab a dumbbell or you can do it with an easy curl bar or something like that. And your elbows are pointed toward the sky and you're literally just extending your elbows. You could do, used to be, I used to always call it a tricep pull down, but it's more of a tricep push down. You grab a rope or a piece of a um, what a handle or what you know they have special bars for this and it's typically done with a cable and uh, all you're doing is pushing down with your elbows pinned into the side and then finally tricep kickbacks which are usually done with uh, dumbbells but you can do them with resistance bands or honestly you could get creative with the cables and stuff and it's just elevating your elbow behind your body and extending that arm backward but those three motions will target your triceps switching up the grip switching up the pieces of equipment switching up the tempo yada 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 is going to hit the triceps in different ways my dad which i don't agree with 
thinks that because there's three heads of the triceps and you're pushing out more often, you should be lifting triceps to biceps of a uh, three to one ratio. Uh, I think personally you should lift them both evenly because I promote symmetry in the arms and uh, it helps promote balance and balance helps keep you away from injury. But bicep curls, honestly you could get creative with those as well, but a good easy curl bar would be nice, a lot, lot, lot less pressure on your wrists, giving you the opportunity to do inside curls, outside curls, meaning you know the distance between your two hands uh, hits different parts of the biceps. In theory, the wider your hands are, the more of the inside of the bicep and the closer they are. The, um, the more of the outside of the bicep. But by easy curl, uh, you know, obviously easy curls um, with the bar is a great bicep exercise. You can also do cable, um, you know, with the, with the straight bar, with an easy curl bar. You could do dumbbell bicep curls. Anything where you're literally squeezing the, uh, the wrist, let's say, but you sque- are flexing the elbow, uh, that's gonna target the biceps. And, um, you know, switch it up often, usually anywhere between Eight to 20 sets on a body part is, I mean, that's a vast range, I understand. But if you're doing a total body workout, you're probably hitting three to four sets per body part, literally entirety of sets. And if you're just hitting like maybe arms that day, anywhere between eight to 12 for each, you know, three to four sets per exercise, three to four exercises, uh, that'll get you a pretty good... um, you know, and trying to do that either once a week or twice a week, depending on how you want to split it up. But that's how I talk about arms. Again, a lot of people, those issues are, those areas lag because they're smaller muscle groups and they're harder to train. Um, but, you know, if you're trying to get big, sexy biceps, it is something to focus on. Just give yourself some time because it takes a while for those suckers to grow. Ooh, 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 question. Yeah, question. send it. What day is arm day? And would you put put a whole day in arm day? And is that arm day biceps and triceps arm day? Yeah, I would, and exactly that. And I might even hit some forms at the end, literally some wrist curls uh, or reverse wrist curls. We'll hit you know the opposite side of the forearm. But the thing about arm day is usually you might want to do it after a leg day um, because if you do it after a chest day or um, a shoulder day, you know, those triceps will have been used already. A lot of times people will couple those exercises together, meaning they'll do biceps and back, and then maybe like shoulders and triceps, or, you know, shoulders and arms, and then rest a day, and then do chest. Uh, Because if you're only doing one body part per day, meaning chest, back, shoulders, arms, legs, you know, if you're doing arms next to another body, group you're not giving yourself adequate rest so personally i like to do an all-arm day Uh, a lot of times people will take uh two or three exercises and just do it at the end of whatever major muscle hitting they're they're hitting that day okay okay yeah now and how many uh minutes should arm day go 45 i think if you need to budget 45 minutes for a decent workout and hour and a half if you're trying to do some sort of additional cardio and stuff you know 45 minutes even if you're doing high intensity stuff you should be doing a proper warm-up proper cool down maybe a strength segment 45 minutes is about the bare minimum uh and if you're doing like a you know bodybuilding type workout proper warm-up you know usually your body weight or whatever exercise whatever body part you're doing that day is going to take about 45 minutes to an hour and then usually some sort of cardio at the end to kind of like kill some extra calories um so yeah i mean it just depends on the workouts you know i do a lot of uh, aerobic type body weight uh, routines and we're hitting 20 25 minutes a day and but we're doing them every day 
and it's just something to kind of keep the tracks creased. But you're not going to see any major, major improvements doing that type of thing unless you're completely sedentary. But uh, for most people who are used to being active and stuff like that, 25 minutes a day, you know, you know, five, six days a week is great. But if you're, you know, trying to see some differences, you're probably going to want to, you know, at least budget 45 minutes to an hour. Good to know. I appreciate that. Yeah. Why well, you think about working on those cannons of yours? I just uh, I like doing some push-ups in my uh, my my yoga sculpt class, you know. But I just realized like I like my arms, and I definitely uh, put some form. And I like doing my push-ups on top of my uh, my like twelve-pound weights. And I but I like grabbing the ends of my weights because I want some grip strength. I don't like doing just you know the stacking. You know, I just like to actually grab something and as, as I lean forward, do my push-ups. So I got a question um, I, for you. If you're doing push-ups on any given day, what's the total volume you might do? And by volume, I mean total number of reps. Total number of reps? Like how many push-ups? I could push-ups say I'm cranking up to, I want to say, up to 20 to 15. Okay. So it's a pretty low-volume workout. Like, honestly, you'd probably hit that. If you're doing like a chest day, you know, 15 to 20 push-ups might be a decent warm-up. Um, but you know, any, it depends on what you're trying to do. You know, like my goal of mine is usually to hit 50 push-ups. Um, we do that at least once a week with all the workouts that I've been doing. And, uh, sometimes I get it, sometimes I don't, but I only do it once a week. So I feel like if I did it more, I'd probably be better at it. Uh, but 15 in a row is a pretty decent number for me. I just remember when I did the army physical fitness test, the minimum was 42 and there was a time in my life, not like, and this is like within the last five years where like, I just took some time off from lifting and doing 42 in a row. I was like, uh oh, <laughs> you know, like you'll get to 25 and you'll be like, oh no, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Uh, but these days I can crank out 42 in a row, take a little bit of a break with my knees off the ground and then continue and hit 50, uh, total. My goal is I'd love to be able to hit hundred in a row, but yeah, 15 to 20 is a pretty low number, Ross. Maybe you could work a couple extra in there, buddy. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely, I like to squeeze my yoga, my cork yoga block between my thighs just so I have more core stability. You love that. I don't like having too much of like a loose leg. And so I always try to be more form together and that helps me do my push-ups. That's just me. And, um, I, I felt like for me squeezing that thigh, that thigh block all the time, I've always seen, I've seen more improvement in my stomach and my thighs just for me. Um, I think that's always been my best guide for me. Um, you know what else would really help your push-up count? Hmm. Steroids. Steroids. Lots of them. The ones you, that's just like the pills, man. You got to shoot it in your ass. Get a long needle and just go nuts, you know? But I don't want that back knee, and I don't want to just rage nah. out my family. Details. I got, I got nieces and nephews. Minor details. Know? Yeah. Ah, Uncle Ross is punching a wall again. He must be oh, doing another you. cycle. I tell you, kids. You get your Where are they <laughs> 12 hot dog buns. Your niece and, and nephew are hiding under the eat. bed. What's Where? with that? Who took all the peanut butter? Ah, Ross, I'm going to chalk this up as being possibly the best episode we've ever done. <laughs> Today's opposite day, by the way. Uh, I'm going to wrap this shit up, man. It's it's getting late. This is a later, folks. I know you can't tell because you listen to these at your leisure. But this is late for us, man. 7.30, almost 8 o'clock. Shit. I know. People, Daylight Savings is coming up, too. No, it's, so. it's November, right? Yeah. I'm just saying. But today is the right. first official day of fall, isn't it? Or the the uh, yeah, dude, it's like 7:30 and it's dark. I miss where it's like 7:30 and the sun's still out. I'd be like, oh, there's still a possibility of doing things outside, like bike riding. 
Do you know the official name of fall? Like, do you know the four seasons, the official names? Autumn. No. That's the, uh, there's, there's two solstices and two equinoxes. Oh, what is it then? So this would be autumnal equinox is fall, and then there's summer solstice, winter solstice, and then in the spring it's vernal equinox. Merle? Vernal. 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 Yeah. Vernal equinox. I didn't come up with it. Oh, no. Just a fount of useless shit, man. I know I, I'm really, really smart guy, and, um... I no, use all of it on no, home and body. I don't think it's the people. They like that. People like that stuff. That's why I started this podcast, man, to funnel my knowledge through the home and body improvement format, you know? Dude, you 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 got it. You got it, dude. I'm gonna go. You're gonna go. You're gone. We're gone. Folks, we'll see you next week. Bye everybody. There you have it, folks. Home and Body Improvement Show. Another one is in the books. Again, if you haven't yet, leave us a five star review. Tell all your friends. Uh, we're gonna get better as we go along. I mean this is our 24th episode. You'd think it'd be, be better by now, but we're still hammering out the kinks, man. Those, I hear the first 200 episodes or you're just kind of getting your bearings, and that's where we're at. But go to CoachPots.com, sign up for the newsletter. All the updates, fun information, nutrition tips, workout stuff, everything is in there. It's only going to get better just like this podcast. So sign up for the newsletter, and we'll talk to you next time.